Welcome to the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. As a rule of thumb, so how, some of you might look at how, how, how am I supposed to know when a mentor says something otherwise? Two, two, two rules of thumb. Number one, is the person going through stuff? <laughs> is the person going through stuff? And I say this respectfully. I want to be very careful how I say this because the Holy Spirit will help you if I pray you never get into that situation because I've been there. She's been there. If I was dumb, then dumb and dumber, I will have followed the prophet's saying that I should, that suggestion that implied that I should have married her. But I was like, Ruth, this is not happening. <laughs> now I stand here acting like, yeah, I got this. No, I had to, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. But as a rule of thumb, are they going through stuff? Because when Naomi gave that advice, she wasn't Naomi. Naomi means pleasant. She was Mara. Mara means bitter. She said, don't call me Naomi, call me, call me bitter, which means Mara. She was going through stuff. So, number one, the Spirit of God will have told you what to do, first of all. Then you go to someone that you respect, and they're telling you something different. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, you're making the poor decision. Everybody and their mama knows it's a poor decision. And you go to a counselor and they say, it's a poor decision. It is a poor decision. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about something that lines up with Scripture. Because you know what? Going from Moab to Israel lines up with Scripture. Because the Israelites are people of God. Anyone that goes toward God is, is in the will of God. And somebody says, don't come. Or says something that doesn't look right. If the person is going through stuff, let that also inform you. Okay, I, I don't know about this. Okay? That's one. The second is sometimes you got to look at, again, it goes back to what they're going through. She lost her husband. And it's funny how sometimes, well, I don't have a man. You don't have a man either. <laughs> I don't have a girl. You don't have a girl either. You know, people had terrible relationships. Sometimes people who had terrible relationships are not always the best to ask for advice regarding relationships. Sometimes, not every time. Sometimes. Because they do have the Holy Spirit too. But sometimes it's hard to separate our experiences from our counseling. But just a rule of thumb, okay? So anyways, unfortunately for Opa, her story ends. She went back, missed out. Ruth came to Israel. But that's the, just step one. That was just step one. Okay? Step two, well, before step two, she meets Boaz at his field in Ruth chapter two. He saw her in Ruth 2.10. Ruth is like, how come you saw me? How, how come you recognize me? And he said, how, how have I found favor in your eyes? And Boaz said, it's been fully reported to me how you left, how you set yourself apart. <laughs> how you, he noticed. How you left your family, and I mentioned last month that it reminded him, he probably reminded him of his mother, because his mother was Rahab, she left Jericho, 
to be part of the Israelites. And imagine she got into the promised land. Imagine that. She got into the promised land. She wasn't supposed to, but she got into the promised land. Anyways, so he recognized that, and he said, um, may God reward you, for you have come under his wings for refuge. And he had lunch with her. That was it. Nothing more. Getting set apart from one place to the other could get you lunch. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Lunch, a drink, maybe a movie, but that's it. A lot of people are here. They're like, man, why hasn't gone this further? <laughs> just, just slow down a little bit. She left Israel. I mean, she left Moab, came to Israel, met Boaz, great. You're a good person. You're supporting your mother-in-law. You left your people. God reward you. Let's have lunch. That's it. Chapter 3, verse 1. Naomi, no longer Mara. And that's the thing that throws us off sometimes. And that's why I guess God says don't judge people. You know, I know they're messed up, but they're still anointed. They're still called. Naomi, no longer Mara. She's now delightful. She said, Ruth. In Ruth 3, verse 3, she said, wash yourself. Wash. Remember? Synonyms for sanctify. Wash yourself. Put on perfume. Change your garment. In 2 Samuel chapter 14, verse 2, there's a guy named Joab. He asked for a wise woman from Tekoa to be found. And when the woman came, he said, I want you to dress like someone who's mourning from the dead. So, having that in mind, go back to Ruth. Ruth had a husband in Moab who died. And in Israel, the way you dress lets people know what's going on with you. If you're a leper, you dress a certain way. If you're a priest, you dress a certain way. If you were a prophet, you dress a certain way. If you are mourning the dead, you dress a certain way. No perfume, but you dress a certain way. So, when she tells Ruth, wash, put on perfume, change your garment, yes, it's applicable to looking nice. You know, if you're going out with someone, it's good to look nice and all. We already know that's not what gets you the person, but it's just practical. It's hygienic. It's pleasant. It's captivating to do look nice and get your hair and all that's great. But beyond that, she's saying, I know your husband died, but you got to let that go. She has left Moab, but she took Moab with her, the dead husband. So when she says, take it, wash yourself, put on perfume, take it off. She says, set yourself, set those things apart from you. Then she did everything she was told. Then she tells, she tells um, Ruth to go see Boaz at the threshing floor. And she gave, gave her instructions. She gets to the threshing floor, and the Bible says that, and that's in chapter, I think still in chapter 3 of Ruth, verse 7, that after Boaz had finished eating and drinking, he was in a good mood. I think he lay beside some barley or something. He laid down. Then Ruth came to him silent, quietly, and she laid down beside him. Sounds like they were resting. 
So it's not like, you see, when we get these details, it makes more sense. Because I'm, like, I'm doing everything Ruth did, but nothing ain't happening. Say, so, whoa, 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 slow down. <laughs> I'm doing everything. I'm, I'm serving. I'm, I'm, I'm for my people. I'm, I'm helping out. And uh, there's a little more to that. What both of them were doing is a picture. It's symbolic. Both of them were lying down. They were resting. And like I told you, God is already setting apart the person he has for you because when Ruth got there, he was already doing it. I mean, we start reading in Ruth that Boaz is a wealthy guy. No, he had to go through the process. Like every, I told everybody go through the process. He was lying down, and she joined him. Then at midnight, he wakes up, and he says, who are you? How, what kind of question is that? You've met her before. <laughs> it's like me waking up and saying, who are you, my wife? <laughs> I kid you not, that just came to me right now. He said, who are you? Could it be because she looked differently? Because she said, I am Ruth. And he said, man, you are better. You see, when he first met her, she was a good woman who left the family. He got rewards. That's it. They had lunch. But after the setting apart of things from her, in other words, she gone through the process completely and he went through the process. He looks at her. It's like, number one, you're blessed. That's the first thing he said. You're blessed. Number two, you are kinder. See, before you were kind, but now you are kinder. And number three, you are a virtuous woman. Ladies and gentlemen, we have lunch and go to the movies with friends. And that's it. But people who are virtuous, kinder, Blessed, I want to marry you. The degree to which you are set apart will, one, determine how you see somebody. And the degree to which you're set apart, two, determines how somebody else sees you. So there are a lot of people, people just see them as friends because they have not been set apart completely as a friend material, as someone to chit-chat with, as someone to play video games with, as someone to talk about things with, but not to marry. Of course, Boaz and Ruth eventually got married. And I want to close with this. The story of Rebecca and Isaac, Genesis 24. Abraham called his servant to find a wife for his son Isaac. And the servant prays. And before he finished praying, Rebecca shows up and he goes to her house and they finalize the details and she ends up marrying Isaac. Some have said that dynamic is a picture of Abraham being the father, representing the father God. Isaac Representing the son of promise, Christ. Rebecca representing the church because the father sends the servant, whose name is not mentioned in Genesis 24, but in earlier chapters, 
In Genesis, you'll find out that the servant's name is Eliezer. Eliezer. Eli means God. Ezer means help. God of help. Holy Spirit. The helper. So Abraham, the father, represents, representing the father, sending the Holy Spirit to fetch a bride for Isaac. So I want us to see Eliezer as symbolic as the Holy Spirit. He goes and meets Rebecca first. And says, I'm just going to paraphrase. Your husband is Isaac. She hasn't met him. Notice who the Holy Spirit goes to first. Eliezer represents the Holy Spirit. Then in Genesis 24, 55 to 58, Holy Spirit now goes to our family. Her brother, Laban, and her mom. They were excited. Then he was like, Holy Spirit says, okay, let's go. And they were like, nah, let us stick around for 10 more days. Family members. Now remember, this is Laban. This is the guy that deceived Jacob. If Rebecca has stuck around, what are the chances that she will have ever met Isaac? The Holy Spirit said, don't delay me. That's what Eliezer said. I want to go now. And sometimes the Spirit of God is like that. Like, okay. We're doing some work now. I need you to move. We need to deal with some stuff right now. The family members said let her, they wanted to hold her back. And sometimes we love them. They're awesome. But sometimes you got to be able to know, okay, I think the Spirit of God spoke to me first. And I think this is, what I'm, this is the course I'm supposed to take. I love you, Mom. I love you, Dad. I love you, Brother. But I think i got to go. To their credit, they asked Rebecca, what do you want to do? She said, I'll go. So she set herself apart. From a family, she ends up with Isaac. Everybody goes through this process. So I want to encourage everyone. <laughs> Let us allow God to sanctify us completely. Because, man, we haven't seen anything yet. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you were informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about O.J. Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.